send for the women. The women who will pray. The women who have talents, gifts, and resources. To do serious damage to demonic agendas. Send for the women. The women who will mourn. The women who haven't allowed bitterness and hate. To turn them into mere mannequins. The women who aren't so downtrodden. That they've forgotten how to feel. Send for the women who still have the ability to feel and cry. So they might wail against what the devil is doing. Send for the women who will weep and wail. The women who will mourn in sackcloth and ashes. Send for the women. The women who will wake up, everyone around them, calling out, the devil is destroying us. Death is on its way. Send for the women who will be God's warning shout to his people, his alarm system, his tornado signal, his air raid siren. The women who God will use to warn his people of the impending consequences of sin. Send for the women who have a God-given destiny to destroy the power of Satan over God's people by waking them up and calling them to a morning of repentance. Women who would teach their daughters to weep against sin and the assault of the devil. Send for the women. Women who have a destiny to open their mouth and cry against the evil that the devil has put upon God's people. Women who have ideas to be voiced, energy to be released, abilities to be exercised, power to be loosed, spiritual gifts to be expressed, prayers to be prayed. Send for the women who look toward the future. To what they can be, what they can do, what they can say, what they can pray, what they can possess that will bring glory to God. Defeat the devil and see a nation saved. Send for the women. Welcome to the Graceful Warriors Podcast. This is where faith meets fortitude. I'm your host, Monica, and I'm here to walk this journey of life with you. But hello, we have to do it one step at a time. So I am inviting you to join me as we explore the art of gracefully navigating the challenges of this world while staying true to our beliefs and embracing that warrior within. God is calling the body of Christ to rise up. So if you are ready to rise higher and embrace his light, well then, warrior, this podcast is for you. Grab your sword and let's dive in. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Graceful Warrior Podcast. It is the week what is it, the week after Thanksgiving? I don't know. <laughs> everything just seems to run all together. You know, you ever feel like that? Just everything just gets, you're like, I don't know what day it is. I remember I put my keys over here, but you're like, no, that was last week. Oh, well, today I'm doing <laughs> going through all of that. So it's been a crazy week. And so I hope I hope your Thanksgiving was, was grand. It was either... Everything that you want it to be. I know it's a stressful time for us girls when we're knee deep in the kitchen, cooking, trying to cook to perfection, having the in-laws over. And so I hope that you got through it with your sanity and we're back to just resting, going back and getting ready for the best time of the year, the Lord's birthday, as we celebrate it in this Christmas season that's coming up next, right? So if you haven't been following us, we are doing a study on Lisa Bevere, the author of the book called Girls 
with swords. And we are on chapter eight, and it is called Sword Words. And I read this chapter in one night to start researching it all. And I had to take almost a whole week to just reflect on it and go, okay, how does this apply to me and to all of you guys as listening? And I could only look at it in this perspective because during the time that she wrote this, you know, it was a different time frame. I can't remember how old the book is. Um, let me see here. The book, I know it's in the early, um, is it early 2000 or I don't, I can't even find the year on this book. Oh my goodness. Um, but anyway. Lisa Bevere's, she's an international speaker. She's a best-selling author and co-founder of Messenger International. And you can like look up the app on your app store, app store and look up um, Messenger. And her and her husband teach a lot of things. They've created this app and it's, she's an advocate for change. She rallies others to be an answer to desperate problems, either close to home or far away. And uh, Lisa lives in Colorado Springs with her, with her husband, who is an author and speaker. And that's, and they travel and do seminars either together or separate. She's just, she has some really cool points and things. And this is like her very first book that I actually like jumped into. And then she did another book that I jumped to do. It was called Lioness Arising. And it's about who, more of our identity in Christ and who we are as women in the body of Christ. And so Lisa, her whole chapter eight that we're on is about basically, if I had to sum it up, I would say it is basically James 3 about the taming of the tongue. And as I read through this, all of it, uh, she brought out a verse that Solomon had written about in chapter 18, and I think it's in verse 21. But it is that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And that's what Proverbs says, what Solomon had brings up. And it is so true. You know, it's whether we're in a relationship or a marriage or, you know, coworkers, just our, our tongue, it either speaks life or death. And James sums it up so, so well. And I want to go to James chapter three. And it is after the book of Hebrews. It's in the New Testament. So um, if you want to follow along there. But James chapter 3 talks about taming of the tongue and how, you know, we've all heard of that, that verse of that says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And it is so relevant today. You know, we could say by people's accents that we could kind of go, oh, you must be Mexican or you sound like you're British. You know, it's the same same concept there. But it's at the same time we go, if I were to say, 
you know, oh my gosh, I just got my my license today. Praise the Lord. I studied so hard. The Lord just blessed me with remembering what I had read to take in, to bring it to remembrance. And I trusted the Lord uh, that he would help me in this test. I prayed before it. You would say, oh, she's a Christian. Right. And it's the same identity, you know, with our words. Do we know where people are from, where their background is, what their belief system is? You know, our our tongue controls many things. You know, it, it speaks either violence or or cursing or blessing or rejoicing. But see. God has a lot to say about our tongue. And there's so many scriptures that are out there, even, excuse me, out there today. In my notes, um, if you are following me on my own uh, page on Captivate, uh, I put in my notes, too, for everybody else that gets the transcription of the show notes and everything, um, research links. And I actually put in there, oh my gosh, I found 27 of the best Bible verses about the tongue and it's encouraging scriptures. So if you have a hard time about taming your mouth, your tongue, and what you say, do you speak more cursing rather than blessing? And I don't mean just the F-bombs or the, the curse words, you know, cuss words. I'm like, is your speech what your heart should be in the Word of God? You know, whatsoever, First Thessalonians, you know, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report. Think on these things because our thoughts also have bearing on our words that comes out of our mouth. They're all like one, our heart, our mind. Um, our mouth, they all conglomerate together, conglomerate together. And sometimes it's like them, all three of those, if we don't bring it into the obedience of Christ, man, we can bring a heap of coals over our heads. And so I want to bring this into perspective and Let's look up uh, James chapter 3, and it talks about the taming of the tongue. And I want to start in verse uh, verse 2. And it says, we're going to kind of bounce around in here. We're, we're not going to do the whole chapter, but uh, we're going to go all the way to verse 12, but skip a few in between. And I'm reading from the NIV version, and like I always say, use the version of the Word of God that you like, that you understand, that speaks to you, that you're comfortable with. I like the NIV when I do podcasts, um, and it just helps me stay on track. And um, I always tell everybody, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? All right, so James chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 2. And it says, we all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault in what they say is perfect, and they're able to keep their whole body in check. But when we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we could turn the whole animal, or take ships as an example, 
although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Verse 5. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Let's jump down to verse 8. But no man, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. So I want to stop right there and say, you know, it doesn't sound good when James says no man can tame the tongue. It's a restless evil, full of deadly poison. Doesn't give a whole lot of hope, does it? Reading that. Here's what I found out. As I was going through and researching all of this about the tongue, it is actually walking in the obedience of Christ. It is following after the Lord God Almighty in, in everything and all that we do. And as we follow the Lord in, in everything, then it's like the Holy Spirit works within us. And suddenly all of those desires of speaking negativity, speaking, you know, cursings rather than blessings, you know, so to speak, rather than uh, maybe you have a bad habit of, of saying curse words. I don't know. But as we begin to follow after the Lord, you know, those those curse words or that taming of the tongue comes into the obedience of Christ. You know, and in Matthew, Matthew chapter 12, verse 36, uh, it says, Matthew goes on to say, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified. Or by your words, you will be condemned. Proverbs 21, verse 23. Again, Solomon, the wisest man that ever lived, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. You know, there's a reason why we even say to this day, we have one mouth, two ears. If we learn to be quiet and, and to listen, before we, you know, we would also keep ourselves out of trouble. We would give more thought to what we say. Solomon again says in Proverbs chapter 12, there is one whose rash words are like sword thrusts, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. And 
Lisa Bevere even called this chapter Sword Words. And for me, I wanted to bring it into perspective, and I followed after Solomon in Proverbs 18. It says, death death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so if I had to name this episode, that's what it would be, because we have to learn to tame our words. We have to learn to think before we speak. I mean, James, and I'm going back and forth between James and and Solomon, you know, with the book of Proverbs a lot, because it just spoke so much to me. But James says in chapter one of verse 26, he says, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he deceives his heart. This person's religion is worthless. because. It's like saying, well, I'm a Christian, but yet you're out there and saying, well, this flipping foul, flip, beep, 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 you know, you're, you're not any different. We are called to be a peculiar people. We are to be the salt of the earth. How are you any different if there is no bridling of the tongue like James talks about? Our, our words are supposed to be a tree of life. And perverseness or negativity or death or darkness, just in our negativeness, if we're, you know, I hate this or I I won't do that, I can't do that. Those are all things we don't realize what we say. Because Jesus says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Jesus says, for nothing is impossible to them that believe. I don't once hear of things in the Word of God that the Lord has said that are are negative. He always He is always speaking positively about things, about the future, about you and I. He He never says anything. Well, you know, the believers of of the twentieth century, you know, they're this, they're that. They they can't do this, and that, oh my gosh, and you know, there's no negative talk in the Lord. He sees us better. He knows us inside and out. And he even calls you blessed. He even calls you daughter of the Most High God, son of the Most High God. And yet you just think, well, I'm just David, or I'm John, or I'm I'm Gloria. No. You know, he, he sees you. He knows you. He created you. And yet, he speaks of you in a way that he knows you way better than you even know yourself. And God gives you so much love, so much, if I could even say so much credit than we actually do to ourselves sometime. I know that's almost like belittling of how the Lord speaks about us. But it's the only thing I can actually come up with, you know. It's it's just it's amazing to hear that the word of God it, it, it even goes back to this. If you go back to Hebrews chapter four and verse twelve, the infamous verse that says, For the word of God is a living and active, sharper than any two edged sword piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and marrow, and discerning the thoughts, the thoughts and intentions 
of the heart. The word of God is something that we should be speaking. And on our sword words, those words of scripture, the sword, if we if we begin to raise our sword as one, which is the word of God, and you know what? The, the darkness will tremble. The earth will tremble because of the power of the word of God. The power of our words will make the enemy tremble, will make this earth shake because God says it is written. And that same God, that same Jesus, that same Lord, he's the one that gave us all power and authority have been given to you and I. So we carry that same authority in God Almighty. And so I just really wanted to encourage you guys today about be mindful. Be mindful of your words. Be mindful of what you say. Because in Psalms, Psalms chapter 12, it says, David goes on to say, May the Lord cut off all flattering lips, the tongue that makes great boasts. Those who say, with our tongue will prevail. Our lips are with us. Who's master over us? We are trying to, to put ourselves above God and say that there is no God, that we want to begin to say that, you know, we say what is good. We say what is evil. And that's where the world is at right now. There are, they're out there saying, we are God. We say it is okay to love another woman. We say it is okay to love another man. It's love. You're like, no, it's not. We answer to God for everything we speak. Are you speaking kindly to your spouse, to your loved one? Are you speaking kindly? To your family? Are you speaking kindly to your coworkers? Are you showing that you are the salt of the earth? Are you showing where you are from? And I don't mean, well, I'm from Idaho or I'm from Chicago. We are, are a temporary resident of this earth because we've given our hearts to the Lord. So now you should be speaking a heavenly language. Blessed is the one. And with our tongue, we'll, we'll praise the Lord and speak blessing and not cursing. You know, even in First Thessalonians, was it First Thessalonians 5, 16, I think it is. I'm not sure on the actual chapter and verse. But the Word of God goes on to say, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, to think on these things. Because guess what? When we begin to think on those things, then out of our out of our heart, out of our thoughts, out of all of that, the mouth will speak blessing and not cursing. And so I just want to encourage you guys today about be mindful of what you speak. Be mindful of what you say. Our words have a lot of power in the spiritual realm. Uh, you know, when we, for those that know about spiritual battle, now it brings it into perspective of what we say. 
There is no, I can't, I won't, I'm defeated. I'm, I'm, I'm sick. I'm crippled. I have this cancer. I have a brain tumor. I have this, you know, the doctor can say one thing about us, but God almighty is the one that we can go to and say, Hey, I am the temple of, of you. And there's something going on in this temple and I need you to take care of it and walk by faith and believe. And if the Lord decides that he's not going to heal, it's for a reason. Like Paul, Paul had to carry his burden in his physical body for a reason to keep him humble. There's a reason why we may not get a healing, but it's not a reason to speak negatively about, oh, I carry this, I have this disease, I have that. I have. Change our words, change our perspective, be the light, be a peculiar person all around you. You never know who is watching, who is listening, and they could see that light in you, see that, man, that is somebody that loves God, because never once have I heard this person speak negatively about anything, you know, and what really hit me too is there was, I was going through a rough uh, week, this one particular month, <laughs> I was going through a rough week and I was really getting just beat up by my family. And I came to the Lord one day and I was like, Lord, you know, I'm tired of this. My husband says this about me or my, um, my son even, you know, makes fun of me because of this or, and I went to the Lord about it and he was like, what did Noah do? It's like, what do you mean? What did Noah do? Lord, he built a boat. And it was like, yes, but what did he do during that time? I was like, I don't understand, Lord. And I was like, here I was just trying to come to him and, you know, do a woe is me. I'm getting beat up because of my belief. Yeah. And, and the Lord began to show me that it took Noah a hundred and something years to build the ark. It took him a long time. He was old age building that thing. His kids were born with a hammer and putting his hand, you know, get in here and help uh, pound these nails, <laughs> you know. And during that whole hundred and something years, 120, 130 years that he built that boat, he was mocked, made fun of, laughed at. You know, they came out with probably like popcorn, if they had popcorn to sit down and just laugh at Noah. They didn't even know what rain was. But Noah continued to build. And you're just like, I know I can hear, I'm pretty sure you can hear this on the podcast. Hopefully not. There's some some dog out there that is howling. <laughs> Poor dog, he sounds lonely. <laughs> but anyway, and it hit me. I was like, Lord, you know, he he took all of that and continued to build. At any one point in time, he could have said, you know what? I'm done. I ain't building this boat. I'm being made fun of. I'm just going to go back to my wife. My kids, Shem, Ham, Japheth, their wives, their kids, the grandkids, 
could have went back to all of that. But Noah kept building. He said, God said that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. He walked in faith and by sight. And I was like, Lord, after that, it just put into perspective for me. I was just like, man, Lord, I can't even take one day, one week of all this badgering from my unsaved family. And and I felt really bad, but I understood the lesson that the Lord was showing me is, you know, in the end, I was like, wow, Lord, he did this. And I understood the lesson and the Lord said, keep building, keep going. I was like, okay, Lord, you know, there was a renewness of my spirit of just no matter what, no matter who's laughing at you because you're a Christian, you know, it's, it's, it's going to get more and more and more wicked out there. We're going to be laughed at. We're going to be mocked. We're going to be persecuted because of him. They hated him first. Remember. And so I just want to tell you, keep building. Keep building on your faith in the Lord. Keep building on your your words that speak life, that speak light, that speak Jesus. Keep going no matter what. For great is our reward in heaven. Remember, above all else, that it's not you they hate. It's Christ in us that they hate. It's Christ in us that the, the demonic world is laughing at. And we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your enemy is not the ones laughing at you. It's the spiritual forces of evil. Just don't hate. Speak love. Pray for the ones that mock you. Pray for their soul. So I just wanted to say, let's watch our words. Death and life are in the power of our words. And with that, I want to say have a great rest of your week. Hey, we are getting ready to go in the month of December, and we are going to be starting, I believe, December 8th is the first Friday, I believe, of the month. And starting on that first Friday, whichever date that is, That's going to be our first story that we are going to release about coffee break with God. And it is a time to just sit down and listen to the testimonies that uh, of special guests that I've had come on and have been recording since October. And I've just the testimonies of people and how the Lord always has a redemptive plan in mind for every person that would give their life wholly to God. And so we're excited to release these stories to you. So starting next month, the first Friday of the month, um, watch for it for Coffee Break with God, releasing either on, um, I haven't figured out if I want to do every other Friday or every Friday. Depends on how many stories I get. So. I'm looking at more stories to bring to you, and I'm hoping to do every Friday. So it's going to be a seasonal thing just through the months of winter because we're all coming in. We're not out there barbecuing and busy with our lives. We're indoors trying to stay warm. 
So it's an extra added bonus for you guys of just hearing testimonies of people. And you can sit down and have that coffee break and listen to great, great testimonies. So with that, I love you guys and have a great week until next week. God bless. Well, as our time together comes to a close, remember, my fellow graceful warriors, that the path of faith is a journey with constant growth and transformation, as well as challenges. But stay strong, stay courageous, and let your grace shine bright as ever. If you found inspiration and guidance in today's episode, be sure to subscribe to Graceful Warrior on your favorite podcast platform or even on my page here at Captivate. And share the light with others who are seeking God's path of faith and strength in their own lives. And until next time, keep your hearts open and your spirits abound.